Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the If You Market podcast brought to you by Mountaintop Data and Johto PR. We are the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. I'm Sky Cassidy, and today we'll be talking with Shireen Chen of Unstoppable Entrepreneur about launching on social media. Shireen is the marketing team lead at Unstoppable Entrepreneur and also owns a digital marketing agency that she started when she was how old, Shireen? Uh, that was actually when I was 19. So pretty young, <laughs> 19 years old. Awesome. So you've been in this business pretty long for how old you are. And um, let's jump straight into it. Launching on social media, unstoppable entrepreneurs. That's something that you guys do specifically over there. Is that uh, just a, a general topic of, of interest? Yeah, so we help people at different stages. So some people already have all of their social media done. Some people are starting from scratch. And we really love helping people when they're starting from scratch, especially because they can start the right way. It's really hard to kind of start the wrong way and then cut all of the fluff and then restart. So starting the right way is definitely the way to go. But, um, you know, starting with a really great brand and making sure that everything that you have is really resonating with your audience from the beginning is super important. Um, and that's something we've been focusing on a lot. And we do a lot of studies on just human behavior and how we can really reach our audience in a really, you know, important way. So that is one of the most important things when you get started. So is it important that the, or I guess, is it preferable to you guys that the company is new or just that they're new to social media? Well, they don't have to be, you know, it really, it's whatever they are able to do, but, you know, we actually work with people who are already in the six figure range, but funny enough, you know, a lot of people who are even millionaires still don't have their social media, like, you know, the way that we would love it. Um, so it just shows you social media is a great tool, but there have been so many people to grow it without using social media and have obviously got into six figures, seven figures, even eight. Um, but, you know, to really build a brand and to really get as much exposure as possible for your business, social media is definitely going to be a huge tool in that. So we do really want everybody to be on social in their own way, whether they need to be on LinkedIn, whether they need to be on Instagram. Some people build their business on YouTube only. You know, there's so many different ways to go about it. But right. whatever you do, you know, end up doing, we just want to make sure you're doing it well. Right. So for the purpose of this episode, let's let's pretend it's a... Um either a new company we're talking about or a an established company that's launching a new product maybe mm -hmm. it was probably fairly fairly similar in, the, in how they would work or how you'd attack social media with that what when you're going into social media and you want to launch something what are the things that people need to pay attention to first or i guess i'd say do First, because social media is a big landscape. Mm -hmm. So so what are the first steps you do when looking to launch something? Yeah, I mean, you know, assuming that the person doesn't have a large team with them to help them do all of these different things, I would say the first thing you want to do is research on which platform is actually going to be the best for your specific business. We have a lot of people who, like I was saying before, you know, Instagram might not be where all of their people hang out, but if they use something like LinkedIn, if they're, you know, targeting business professionals, that would definitely be a, be a great place for them. Um, I would number one, do research on which social media platform you should focus on and then do that one really well before expanding to all of the others. Um, That's going to be a huge relief to the listeners because there's probably a lot of small business owners and they're thinking like, yeah, I've got to get on social media. I know, but 
how am I going to do all these different platforms? And now I got mm -hmm. a TikTok and I, I got a LinkedIn yeah. and I got a Google Plus, which doesn't even exist anymore. And do I need a Facebook page or, you know, do I need a, yeah. um, what's the uh, MySpace page? And they're worried about all these different platforms. So you're saying just like mm -hmm. first figure out what platform fits their business. Yeah. And just doing a lot of research, you can see online, you know, with all of the amazing blogs out there, we have like HubSpot that I really love reading. There's later that I love reading. There's so many great things out there. Social media examiner. I'm sure you've heard of some of those, um, but they'll give you a lot of detail on which platforms are the best for specific, you know, businesses. And it really does help because it just makes sense that your people would be on that platform. Um, for example, you know, we have another company that Kelly owns called the Gap Year. It's a really great company because its target is to help people between 18 and 22, you know, start a career. So TikTok is going to be a big audience for us because those are where those people hang out, right? So I'm kind of just thinking of it that way and thinking of it strategically versus just saying, I have to be on everything, you know, right, right. it definitely gets overwhelming when you have that mindset and you don't know how to actually do all of the things. And um, so, so I always tell people to start that way big rule of marketing, figure out where your audience is and mm -hmm. don't be everywhere, be there. Don't spam the universe with your marketing, find out where they are and talk to them there. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. So you find, let's say you find a platform or two that works for you. Uh, are there any platforms that you are, and I know it needs to match the company, but for the type of companies you usually look at or for your guys' company, what are your favorite platforms? What do you find most effective? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of like them all in different ways. So, you know, going back to Instagram, that's probably one of my favorites, but I feel like Instagram's not going to be here for a very long time. Like, I just feel like it's in phase out mode, even though it's still very active, like there hasn't been much things going on to make me feel that way. But at the same time, it's been over 10 years now, something new is going to come out and be probably better than that. It's not hip um, anymore, right? Like the yeah. old people are on Instagram now. <laughs> exactly. And I find myself finding influencers for influencer marketing on YouTube and TikTok now versus Instagram like I used to. Um, so that just shows that the sh there's been a big shift in the past like two years on that. But Instagram is one you can't really go terribly wrong with. It's definitely an amazing platform. Um, as far as SEO goes, I love YouTube. I think everyone should have a YouTube channel, especially if they are really big on just being on camera um, or they have really good content that they'd like to share on YouTube. And, you know, especially a podcaster, YouTube is going to be huge for them. How much of that is you need to be able to be found on YouTube? And how much of it is just Google owns YouTube, so they give it SEO preference? Mm -hmm. I think it's Google owns YouTube, so they give them all of that preferences. But yeah, I mean, YouTube is great. It's a huge search engine. People, so many people can find you, and especially when you start using the right hashtags and keywords in your titles, um, you can definitely get so much viewership and new traffic literally every day. I mean, I posted a video like five years ago and people are still watching it and it wasn't even that great, you know? So um, <laughs> that just shows you like people are always looking at it versus Instagram where posts don't get circulated as much, you know? Right, so I feel like the, um, the topic here is launching on social media, but mm -hmm. we're very quickly transitioning to saying like the feeling of launch makes it seem like you're setting up this big machine to, yeah. to roll everything out. And suddenly we're saying, no, no, don't set up a big machine, find one or two channels mm -hmm. and roll out on those. Um, so just kind of to reset the listener's mindset, it, mm -hmm. we're, we're not building a massive blitzkrieg here. Right. It's, it's finding the couple things and then being what I guess consistent on those probably. 
Yes, consistency is key. Um, one of the second things that I was going to say about just like making sure you're getting started off right is to optimize your profiles. So this is a big mistake I see a lot of people making, even people who have had, you know, social media for quite some time, is that they're not optimizing their profile. So what that means is that, you know, their title of what they are isn't necessarily their business name or it just doesn't point back to the business they don't have their website in there. They don't have a good bio to describe themselves. So people just get confused on what they actually do. Um, you know, so many different things like that. They might not be using the right keywords in their title either, especially with Instagram, where you have a place to plug in keywords. Um, if you're not using those, you can lose a lot of people. So there's plenty of things that you can do on every platform to make them really optimized and get more people to see it and understand what you do right away. Interesting. So, and it might vary from business to business, but um, optimizing your profiles, you possibly have your personal profile on the platform and then you have maybe a company profile also. Yeah. Should people always have both? Is it Does it vary from platform to platform? Like how do you juggle that this is me versus this is my company? Mm -hmm. It really depends on what company you have. So, you know, for the Unstoppable Entrepreneur, our CEO actually used her personal page as like her business page for so long. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until she got to eight figures where we started separating the brand from her actual personal page so um, now we have two different Instagrams, one for her and one for the business. But, um, you know, originally we just combined the two. So we would put business posts on her page, family posts on her page, everything right. combined. So maybe if you're smaller, use your personal page. And then once you get bigger, adding a company page is fine, but don't try to maintain both at a very small size. Yeah, I mean, you can, like I was saying before, it really just depends on how much time you have. Um, you can start with the personal. I actually, you know, if I were to start all over again, I probably would have separated the two just so that I could build both brands separately. Um, that's probably what I would have done if I got a chance to just start everything over. Um, it's just a lot easier of a transition because then you have people following the actual brand and being fans of the brand. And then you have people who actually like the person behind the brand. And um, I don't know if you know Gary Vaynerchuk, but he does a really great job at this where he has all of these business pages and people love the products and the different things that he sells, but they also like following him by himself. Right. Um, so that's what's really important. Well, he is a product. I mean, himself. Right. <laughs> he can make another page and send a bunch of people there, but mm -hmm. Gary V is Gary V. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ultimately, any any business page he creates, what you're buying into is is Gary V. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. So you have the business profile, the personal profile. Either way, make sure you optimize it. Exactly. Make sure it's I, I guess it's like it's your business card mm -hmm. slash how people yellow page ad, everything rolled into one for social media. Exactly. Okay. So going, I mentioned, you mentioned, um, or we spoke a bit about YouTube. Mm -hmm. You said Instagram, well, it's been around 10 years. You know, it feels like it's going to get sunset sometime soon. YouTube has been around quite a bit longer and yet it's yeah. still a beast in the social media landscape. Again, getting back to the Google part, is YouTube mm -hmm. standalone powerful and important or is it being propped up by Google search? So, I mean, there is not another big video site out there. Nobody yeah, wants exactly. to compete head to head. They're like, let's make a three mm -hmm. second, let's make a 10 second video, but we're not going to make a site where people can just share videos. 
Yeah. It's funny how that works too, because I remember like, you know, as far as the social media marketing and everything went, not a lot of people were using YouTube for that back then. And I used to use YouTube videos all the time. Like I used to love watching vlogs and like so many different things like that in the past, but people weren't using it for marketing as much as they were using Instagram, Facebook, and all of those things. Like most people actually aren't even running YouTube ads right now because they're so focused on Facebook and Instagram. And um, I feel like YouTube over the past few years has just really gotten huge as far as marketing goes. And it's really getting, you know, just propped up by Google, like you were saying, like, that's the only reason it's around, in my opinion. Um, There's no other video platforms that people even remember, (laughs) like Vimeo, you know, anything like that, no one even thinks about. Um, So YouTube is definitely killing the game right now. And I know my colleague who does ads, he actually is is running ads on YouTube right now for the Unstoppable Entrepreneur. And um, we are having success with it and they really like it as far as just the SEO purposes and how we have so much more bandwidth to just be able to reach more people through Google. (laughs) So So you mentioned running ads. I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of people jump on social media and they're like, I'm going to start saying stuff. And then people will start following me and buying my stuff. And um, they think they're going to be Gary Vee and have this huge following and have profound things to say. And then they put out 100 tweets a day and nobody follows or pays attention and they get zero traction. Mm -hmm. When they're looking to launch, how important is it to do paid ads? It's social media. It's supposed to be like I put this out there and people see it. But Mm -hmm. should should people um, do paid ads? Should they, should they pay for it when, when they launch? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, coming from someone who works with businesses where we try to kind of grow them organically first, you know, unless they already make millions of dollars, they're just like, I just want a speedy way to do this <laughs> um, for people trying to grow organically and just trying to have like a really genuine audience who really enjoys what they post. Organic is the way to go. And there's so many different ways you can do that organically. And I'll get into that soon, but As far as paid ads go, you can always run brand building ads. And what that is, is it's not like ads saying, oh, follow me here. Like it's actual ads that are adding a value to people. So whether that's like, um, let's say I'm running an ad saying a quote or something really inspiring for someone or, you know, running a video that's just like an inspiration video or even doing just like free items. So like a free marketing checklist you know, and obviously having a call to action, but not in your face, like come follow me. Right. Um, those are the ones that are more brand building. So obviously they're lead generators, but that is where I would start, you know, so it doesn't look like, you know, not genuine. So you, you got a handful of different content types. Seems like you have mm-hmm. the, you know, the already viral or people tend to pay attention the kitten hang in there. I'm going to put this meme up and hopefully a bunch of people are bored and click it. And then you have kind of content. You were saying like, oh, you're going to create a checklist or create a something of interest for your target audience. Um, and then you just have a straight up pitch. Hey, this is our product. Mm-hmm. If you're interested, come check it out type of a thing. Yeah. Um, how do those, and if there's others, I just kind of randomly grabbed those. So if there's others, please um, right. throw them out there for us. But how do those fall into the launching landscape? Um, should people use them all? Some of them? Yeah. I mean, you can use as many as you want, but it's not necessary. Like we've built multiple pages to like thousands and thousands of people with just, you know, not even running ads to it. So ads is if you want fast growth, like maybe you're launching an actual product that you have to like make sales for right away. 
um, then you can start running ads. But if you're not trying to do that right away, like some people only launch their offer like four times a year, especially with the people we work with, they do business coaching packages. So um, some of them have courses that they only launch a couple of times a year. So people like that don't necessarily need to get ads to get people in to their social media right away. But they do want brand building ads to just, you know, continuously grow their audience without any effort outside of that. Right. Now, people generally don't go on. So like you don't go on Twitter to get pitched somebody. You guys you guys provide a service for uh, coaching and, and mm-hmm. consulting businesses for growth. They don't really go on Twitter to say, hmm, I wonder where I can find a business coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're putting out this content, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you don't want to, like I said, how much time do you have is what it comes down to. Well, yeah. none is what most business people say, especially if they're just yeah. they're looking at launching something on social media. They're like, here's a whole new channel, a whole new thing you want me to put a bunch of time into. Mm-hmm. I already have no time. So optimizing the time spend here, you don't want to spend a bunch of time posting on social media mm-hmm. and realize one, your first point, it was on the wrong platforms. Yeah. You just thought everybody's on TikTok. Let me make some dumb TikTok videos. <laughs> zero impact, zero traction. Nobody mm-hmm. pays attention um, if your product isn't for that audience. But then two, also mm-hmm. you can make content, but is it something anybody wants to see? Like, what are they there right. for? Businesses tend to f- fall into the trap of thinking, they're going to come online and they're going to see my message about my product or service. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's really no social media platform. That's the people come here to be sold platform. Exactly. And that's the huge thing is that people, you know, they post their products all the time, which is a common thing that I see is like wrong with how they're using social media. They'll post and say, Oh, this is on sale. I'm selling this. I'm selling this Buy this. And it really should be them building trust with people so that they end up buying from you without even being asked. You know, we actually cut a lot of promo from all of our channels. So now people are literally coming to us and they're just like, how can I work with you? Like, I heard you do this. You know, it's not like in their face where they're just like getting sold to every day, but it gives them a lot of value for free. And they also just feel impacted by the stuff that we post enough to reach out to us and ask us to work with them. So that's kind of the message that you want to send people. And to do that, you know, you spend less time actually posting and doing all the tactical things and more time focusing on the strategy behind it. So um, the third thing that's really important when it comes to starting and launching when you're getting ready to launch on any platform is to look at your competitors that is really big. And look at the people who are actually doing extremely well. So not people who are also kind of starting out. You want to look at the businesses that are doing what you do, but have like either millions of followers, you know, hundreds of thousands, someone who's doing the game really well, because that's when you're going to see, you know, what they're posting, why it's making an impact, why they have the followers they have, and how you can make content that's similar to that, and then put your own spin on it. Um, Mm. So that is something we do a lot is just research. So don't look at the people who are starting out and don't know what they're doing. Just like you look at the already successful and emulate those. Mm -hmm. Now there's an issue there because it seems like a lot of social media is almost like a newsletter. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, if you're on Twitter and you build up a huge audience, like Gary V could put out an offer. Hey, we got this off and a bunch of people would come and buy whatever mm-hmm. he's selling <laughs> yeah. because he has a huge audience that's interested specifically in what he does. They trust him. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a launch, it kind of assumes that people don't know your product or your company and that you don't really have that following built up already that you can mm-hmm. 
that you can. So if you look at the people who are already successful and what are they doing, they're kind of at a different stage in the game. Like, how do you build to where they're at? They're sending this message out to the audience they've already built. You're trying to build an audience. Mm -hmm. So I suppose you could look, you definitely want to look at what they're, what they're doing, but how do you build Mm -hmm. that audience going back to the paid part that, that they have? How do you get those people to start paying attention so that you can tweet, you know, I could go out and tweet something about our company with a deal and right. we have no followers on Twitter, but mostly because we don't care about Twitter in our business, but mm-hmm. there's no traction there. Um, you can right. do a paid ad. And if it's really compelling, maybe you get in front of people, but mm-hmm. I guess if you're launching on social media and you don't have an audience already, um, the launch maybe isn't so much for a product because it's kind of too late then mm-hmm. for social right, media. Exactly. You're trying to launch a newsletter and you have no signups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like first look on building. So building the brand, mm-hmm. building the followers is really everything you're trying to do initially. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you're just starting out like that and you have literally zero people following you, we've done this with many people. Um, my main tips are to one, get a face on your social media. So you want to have some kind of face of the brand so that people can match the face to the name. They need to see like actual human behind the brand. So whether it's you or one of your managers or somebody that feels comfortable making content like that, that is going to help you a ton. Building community is really huge and building community by that, I mean, just, you know, getting in involved online. So whether you have a business that's, you know, obviously physical business or online building community is the way you're going to get more people attracted to you. And how we do this with the unstoppable entrepreneur is we reach out to multiple different people per day. We start conversations on Twitter. So like you were saying before, not a lot of people are looking to buy anything on Twitter, but on our Twitter page, we literally, you know, reply to people's tweets, reach out to people just to start conversations. So it doesn't have to be like, Hey, check me out. Like I'm right here. You can just say, Hey, like, I loved what you posted about this. I actually have a comment that I think you would like about it. Um, just start conversations, be friendly, you know, really make sure that you're getting yourself out there. The more comments you make and the more interactions you have, the more people are going to go to your page and then really like what they see and then follow. And the main reason for just looking at popular pages is just to see the types of content they're posting, because typically, even if they're famous, they're still posting strategic content and, you know, they have huge marketing teams doing that for them. Um, So you really want to kind of look and see like, oh, well, let's see what their highest performers were. And you can just see like the follower count versus the amount of likes they're getting see what posts are getting the most traction from them and then go from there and try to recreate that yourself. Right. Screenshot, Um, copy, paste, and now you have your own content. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, make it your own. So interesting. Yeah. Looking at, uh, and this is maybe a good time to transition over to unstoppable entrepreneur. You're saying, look at, they're big and they know what they're doing. Look Mm -hmm. at what they're doing and look to emulate it in some fashion. Maybe Mm -hmm. they'll give ideas to you. Oh, I never thought about doing that kind of content. Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought about those kind of posts and give you ideas on, on what might be successful for building your own audience. Right. Unstoppable entrepreneur. I want to transition over to talking a little bit about them. Um, this reminded me of that because you guys help companies, uh, basically with their growth, um, with, mm-hmm. uh, putting in systems and processes for sales, for marketing, probably a lot of small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and, One thing in talking to you before the show that struck me was I remember in my company always looking for people who had this larger corporate experience to bring in all the Mm -hmm. stuff um, that we didn't know in the company because we had 
uh, a lot of people who hadn't been in that environment. And I knew there was things that people in big companies know how to do stuff a certain way that, that, that we didn't know. You know, I'd look for a developer. I was always like, oh, I, I kind of, you know, we need developers that have experience in big companies because they know the right ways to do this stuff. They know once you get big, the problems you're going to run into and, and how to structure things. So Unstoppable Entrepreneur, can you talk a little bit about that your, your company, the company you're at and, and what you guys do for people there? Yeah. So the Unstoppable Entrepreneur is an eight-figure company. Um, it is the biggest online coaching business literally in the world right now. We're actually international. Um, and the CEO is Kelly Roach. And she actually created this business because of her experience in corporate. And she really wanted to help entrepreneurs to not run into all of the different things that most entrepreneurs run into when they're starting a business and want it to grow to that scale. So instead of saying, I need to hire a corporate, you're like, well, or you could just get a consultant to bring the corporate knowledge into your company. Exactly. That's actually something I told someone the other day because they were like, oh, I have to get someone who's like, you know, VP of a fortune 500 company to work for me, which would cost someone who doesn't make a lot an arm and a leg, literally. (laughs) And And another side effect that I I remember finding out in that area is that VP with all that experience doesn't want to come work for your little company. It doesn't do them any good in their career. Like it could be a career killer. Yeah. And sometimes even then something I've seen a lot with the restaurants in particular, when they bring in a lot of like VPs or not VPs, but you know, like senior level management from corporate, um, they typically don't last long because they don't realize they have to literally build everything out from the bottom. And they're so used to corporate where everything's organized already. Like they just step into a role when they have everything figured out. Um, So that's like a big downfall. You're probably not getting the best. They would be somewhere mm-hmm. else at a larger company, uh, unless somehow you have all this extra cash you can offer them. And it's just so enticing. They're willing to risk their whole career after getting yeah. up to that point to start over and do a bunch of this remedial stuff that they're used mm-hmm. to having whole teams under them doing. And yeah. the guy that's going to come to you probably has some baggage and some issues and and maybe isn't even actually what you want. So yeah, when you yeah. were telling me what Unstoppable does, I was like, oh, that's the way people should really go. Don't try to find that, that when you're small to medium, don't try to go find those people. You're more often than not either going to get the wrong people or somebody Mm -hmm. that's in a weird position in their career or taking a gamble or have to overpay for them. Mm -hmm. Right. And the CEO or owner should know it themselves. Like they should know all of these things. So that's why getting a consultant to help you understand how to actually execute all of this is so Mm. important. So that's a big thing of what we teach. We also teach sales and marketing. So we actually have, you know, obviously a top tier sales team. Um, you know, they're making seven, multiple seven figure launches in every single launch that we have. So, you know, they're selling big high ticket packages. We have a marketing team who grew us from, you know, $0 to um, eight figures. So um, it's definitely a well-oiled machine over there. Somebody's listening to this and they're saying, oh, social media launching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to do that. But do you guys do social media launches for people? Yeah, well, we don't launch it for them, but we advise them on how to get started. Okay. So if they haven't gotten started and they need to, we advise them on that. But if they have gotten started and they just need to redo everything, we also do social media audits. So in those audits, we can help people to get back on track to edit the things they've been posting and really just to understand numbers, because that's one of the biggest things that I have seen pretty much every day is that, you know, people are kind of just like, oh, my content's not performing well. And they still keep posting the same types of things. And sometimes it's not really the content itself, like what's in it. 
but it's how they're presenting it. So it could be like a graphic isn't, you know, eye-catching, or it could be that the video wasn't that good, you know. Right. There is no graphic. The time of day you're putting mm-hmm. on myself, I remember back in the day, by the time I got to social media, it was one in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I'd be putting the posts up. And then I realized, uh, yeah. wait a second, nobody's like they're buried by the time anybody could possibly see them. Yeah treating it like it's a TV commercial and it's just going to be shown at the time of day mm-hmm. when your audience is on. It's like, no, uh, I yeah. remember seeing big companies noticing, like you said, with looking at the big companies and what they're doing, you'd see they had the same post and they were putting it out on Twitter like 10 times a day. Yeah. It was like, Oh yeah. Again, like a TV commercial. Now everybody's not watching 24 seven waiting to find your commercial. Like yeah. you actually have to post multiple times mm-hmm. uh, for that kind of stuff. Great. So you guys yeah. aren't a more, an agency where you're handling the stuff for people. It's a consultancy where you're helping them know how to do it themselves. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And we teach it literally A to Z. Like there's no way that you can come work with us and then still not know how to actually really turn your social media around because we have every single step. Um, We have every single platform, you know, in trainings, we have live calls too. So we talk them through on zoom, what they could be doing better. Um, so it's really great that way. And it just helps them to understand better, like what they're posting. So again, like analytics are huge, just making sure you're seeing what's actually going on with your content and, you know, why people are resonating with it, why people aren't, how you can improve just the overall engagement. So we talk about that a lot and how they can do that. Excellent. So that's, um, that is unstoppable entrepreneur. Now, can you give us a quick snippet of who you are we already mentioned like what was it 19 i think you said you started your first yeah. company um give give us a rundown of how you got to where you're at yeah i mean it's a pretty long journey honestly in the past few years but um you know i started i went to college at the university of north florida um, it's in Jacksonville and it was really great. I actually did an internship, which is why I got started. So the internship was a food internship where the um, owner of the company actually did a social media marketing for restaurants. So he was doing that. I honestly did not think that that was something up my alley. At the time, I was actually doing an internship with Victoria's Secret Pink. Um, so I was working with them. I was hoping to actually work with them after college. So that was like my main plan. And that's just doing retail marketing. Um, and then I did this internship, which I thought would just be fun. It wasn't like something on my game plan for career, but it ended up being something I really, really enjoyed. I mean, he taught me photography. He taught me how to take really great photos and do social media marketing for restaurants in particular. Um, and, you know, restaurants obviously have a lot of different needs because they have so much going on literally all the time. Yeah, social um, so- media is not on their menu to, to throw a pun out here. It's just not something. <laughs> They're just like, we're worried about the food and ingredients. and Yeah, they just don't have time. (laughs) Storefront and social media. Come on. That's the thing. It's always so busy that most restaurants don't even have time to do it themselves. So that's why it was such a great business. Because if you're a freelancer, you can Mm. pick up a million restaurants. They usually have it in the budget. So if it's like, can you also finish the dishes for us? We haven't even washed (laughs) the dishes yet. Like we're not getting in line. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So you jumped into marketing restaurants or doing Mm -hmm. social media for restaurants. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. And you got an internship political question here, paid or unpaid? It was unpaid actually. Yeah. So it was, I think I was like 19 or 20 when I took the internship. So yeah, I think 19 actually, since that's when I got started with the social media marketing, but yeah, I took it when it was unpaid just because like, I didn't really have anything else I needed to do. Like, you know, I was just going to school and I wanted something else to kind of put on my plate. 
Um, so yeah, I did that and I was with them for, I think like almost a year. And then I ended up working and getting my own clients. So, you know, I was so able said, to wait, I could get paid. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. by being an unpaid internship, he may have turned you into a competitor. <laughs> eventually you just said, let me do this now. Yeah, I know. It's funny. And like, you know, we actually offer completely different things now because, you know, I went into more of the operational side of restaurants. I ended up being able to work in a restaurant and he, I don't think has worked in a restaurant before, but I saw like the need for so many different things, like operational things. They needed employee handbooks. They needed like, you know, just seating charts, all of those things that most people don't think of. I was able to kind of create a whole entire different thing for them and offer all of those different things. And then, you know, all of the different things that are outside of social media marketing. So we definitely offer different things now. So it wasn't a competition type of thing, but he said, it's really funny how things worked out. (laughs) Right, right. You didn't go full, show me the money. Um, We're going to split and fight over (laughs) our our clients uh, type of a situation. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. And you're like, I don't know that reference. Is it from the (laughs) nineties? I know, right? (laughs) Um, Okay, excellent. Well, let's get back right at the end here. I want to, I do want to jump back in and touch a little more on social media marketing, launching Mm -hmm. on social media for people. Um, For you, what's your favorite social media platform? Like what do you, I guess that's easy enough. Not, not, not most effective necessarily, but just your favorite for business. For business. Um, it's hard to choose, honestly, every time someone asks me this question, it's like one of the hardest questions in the world. Um, I mean, I would say probably right now I like Instagram for business, but that doesn't mean everyone should be on Instagram only. Um, I just like it a lot. I think it's a great platform and I've pretty much mastered it. So, you know, obviously you're going to like the one that you're the best at. Um, but you know, TikTok I really like depending on who you're trying to reach. It's a great marketing tool. If you're doing ads on there, especially if you're trying to reach that age range, um, you know, Pinterest has been really great recently, you know, it's another search engine. So definitely really powerful for blogs, you know, anyone who's doing things like that. I want to put out a quick disclaimer. Most of our audience are B2B marketers. So don't think you need to run out and jump on TikTok and Pinterest. Yeah. But a lot of B2B marketers that doesn't fit. So some of this Mm -hmm. episode direct fit some of this episode, like don't just say, okay, great. I'm going to go jump on these platforms. Yeah, exactly. I always want to be careful with that because I'm telling you, people ask me that like a hundred times a year. And I'm just like, I don't know what my favorite one is because I know that they're going to jump on that one. And then it's just like, oh, just make something up, make up a platform name nobody's heard of. And then they'll think like, wow, she's really on this. (laughs) I don't even know about that. They'll be embarrassed. They won't ask you again. I know. Uh, That's so funny. So that goes back to your number one point, research the platforms to find out what fits mm-hmm. for you. Because exactly. it, it's really, there's going to be one that's the best fit for the audience on there. And that maybe the type of content that gets put out is going to be. exactly. Um, and for a lot of B2B people, the one LinkedIn is obvious, but the one maybe they haven't thought about is um, YouTube mm-hmm. brought up a couple of times here. Yeah, YouTube is huge. Just in the SEO. And mm-hmm. I guess it's a lot easier to give on YouTube. So you're not so inclined to do a pitch. Maybe you'll do a commercial and put on YouTube, but that would be Mm kind of weird. Yeah. In the middle of your commercial, YouTube will slap a commercial in there. Then people get really meta and freaked out. (laughs) Um, But you have to actually have something to give. Mm -hmm. So so typically it's what's the content you're giving? What's the information you're giving or or entertainment or whatever it is? Um, A lot of training on YouTube. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the great thing about YouTube is that like there's videos out there with just a regular wall background, like it's nothing fancy. It literally someone's using their webcam and it like blows up. So it truly is just about the actual content inside of it and not so much all the showy stuff. Like I know people want to get like a fancy camera. They want to like make sure their pictures are perfect, but it's really not about that. All that matters is actual content. So yeah. What are you um, yeah. saying, doing, giving? I mean, people, if they're seeing, if they're seeing me on YouTube on this clip, I'm in a dirty garage, but the content is you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. and, and what you're saying. So that's what yeah. people are tuning in for. Um, okay, uh, excellent. And then maybe one more question. Um, tech stack, any particular tools that you like? For texting? For, for no, no, tech. Oh. Uh, tech the, what's the technology stack for managing social media? I mean, oh, okay. So I really like later and I actually always say that I should be sponsored by them because I love them so much. Um, but later is a really great platform for Instagram. So if you are, you know, wanting to maintain a really great business on Instagram or social media presence on Instagram later is really great because they, you know, are partners with Instagram. They help you with analytics. They give you really great hashtag options they actually have like a hashtag generator. So I always tell people about that when they're, you know, making and crafting their hashtags and the analytics are awesome. Like they give you story analytics so you can see it when people are going through your stories or liking them, you know, anything like that. Um, and then, you know, everything else on the platform is great. The posting itself is, you know, really easy. You don't have to spend much time learning it. So that's like my number one favorite. The only problem with later is it doesn't have LinkedIn on it. So <laughs> If you need LinkedIn, it's not going to be an ideal thing for you, um, but everything else is on there. Oh, and so then, it's not just Instagram. They have multiple platforms. Yeah, so they have Pinterest, they have Twitter, they have Facebook, all of those things. Um, they just don't have LinkedIn. So right. that's the if only If you need downfall. to manage your LinkedIn, just do that on LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. It's its <laughs> own animal. Know, the biggest tip I have now is actually posting it manually. So I know not everyone can do that because of the different schedules, but you know, with our team, since we have so many people, we've been able to start posting manually and it's been making a huge difference um, as far as the algorithm goes and how, you know, how much reach we're getting. So that's definitely something to note. Interesting. So a lot of people listening are like, wait, there's another way to post then manually. And that's, it <laughs> yeah. gets back to later. Um, mm -hmm. Really interesting. So there's a difference between posting manually and using a tool to post like the, yeah. the platform knows you're using a tool and docs you kind of they do. Yeah. I mean, at least recently, we've been seeing a doc. Um, like a year ago, honestly, I didn't see much of a difference in posting manually and then automatic posting, but now we've definitely seen a huge difference. Like we noticed that like some of our posts were getting like no views and we were like, what's going on? Then we posted the same exact thing, same time, but manually. And it got all of the same likes that we usually get. So mm. um, I think it was just throwing it off a little bit, but again, if you can post manually or post with, you know, Instagram or Facebook's tools, they have that creator studio that you can post with and it's completely free. But if you schedule posts through Facebook's platform, you will have like a great, you know, you won't have any issues with the right. algorithm. So obviously they want you to use their tools. So they're going to help you out a little bit. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us today, Shireen. Listeners, you can see the uh, show notes for yeah. more information on Shireen Chen. That's on ifyoumarket.com. Any questions you have for her, reach out on social media. We'll have information in the show notes there on how to reach out to Shireen. Anything, 
anything left on any stone left unturned here you want to get to? There is one thing that I think would be really great. We actually have a brand new marketing club. So we literally just launched it last week. The marketing club will give you one masterclass and an action plan going over a lot of the stuff I talked about in this podcast. And then also way more, we're actually doing LinkedIn this month. Um, so if you would like to put that in the show notes, that would probably be great. Fantastic. Yeah, obviously. Absolutely. And uh, please share us on social media, tell a friend, uh, give us a good review on iTunes, all that kind of stuff. And on behalf of the If You Market team and Shireen Chen of Unstoppable Entrepreneur, thank you for listening to the If You Market podcast, where we believe if you market the shit out of it with social media, they will come. Are you looking for new leads or always in need of quality contacts for your marketing campaigns? But list companies and online tools are the worst, right? Well, then you've got to check out Top Data Search by Mountaintop Data. At Mountaintop Data, we're a team of weird people that actually like getting our hands dirty with sales and marketing data, and we specialize in business contact information. We compile and maintain a database of tens of millions of targeted, high-quality business decision makers with emails, phone numbers, mailing address, and all the information you need. Go to topdatasearch.com and request a free account with the promo code IYM1000, like if you market the podcast here, and get a free account with unlimited searches, no seat fees, and 1,000 free record download credits. That's topdatasearch.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.